You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this episode, we take a walk down memory lane and I share stories of going viral and some takeaways so that you can too. Keep listening. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature, intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillip. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about going viral. I have gone viral a few times, technically four, but today we're talking about three. And what I want to talk about is what was the story for each of those? How did that happen? How did I make that happen? And then also, how does going viral happen? Like, how can you do that too? What are the takeaways? And so just to set some groundwork first, what is going viral? Going viral, there's no formula for that. I've seen some people say you have to have this many views in this many hours. There's no formula like that at all. The media will usually just declare something as viral, but not because it hit a certain number and then they will declare it. And you don't have to have, you know, NBC.com say that you went viral in order for you to be viral, right? Like nobody's going to validate that. So going viral is just an unusually high number of reach, exposure, shares, likes, views, and a very short, quick amount of time. And it's something that is seen and passed around by many. So it's a very shareable piece. And it's because people are like, oh my gosh, look at this. And it could be because, oh my gosh, look at this, it's so funny. Oh my gosh, look at this, it's so sad. Oh my gosh, look at this, it's so embarrassing. Whatever it is, oh my gosh, it's so impressive. But there's that that aspect of just sharing it between people is really what makes something viral. And that's one of the takeaways and pieces we'll talk about today. So story time. First time in my business that I went viral was August, 2017. So I was featured on Forbes and they wrote an article about me. I was 23 at the time. Um, One of their contributors did. I was 23 at the time and I was making multiple six figures and they wrote an article um, about me and the article got published August 2017. I think it was August 31st, like right at the end of the month. But the thing about publishing is that you usually know a couple of days, if not a couple of weeks or months in advance when something's going to go live. So I'm in, I'm a contributor for entrepreneur.com now, and I have been for three years or so. And whenever one of my articles gets approved, I publish on there twice a month. Whenever one of my articles gets approved, I will see on my site on the back end the publishing date and time. And it's usually five to seven days later. So the article's approved the editors have checked it. And then a couple of days later, it's going to come out. So there's usually a window. There's usually a gap when it comes to press. That's not true when it comes to social media, but when it comes to press, that's usually the case. So I knew that I had this window of when I had an opportunity to kind of make this happen and figure it out. And one thing that's also true about press that I know is that the first 24 hours matters the most because the news cycle runs kind of on a 24-hour news cycle. You've probably heard that before. So after 24 hours, they're onto something else. It doesn't really matter. So if you want something to make an impact, if you really want to leverage something, your prime opportunity, your best possible chance is in those first 24 hours to blow some stuff up and to make it happen. 
So for us, we got 100,000 views in 24 hours, which for context, most other um, feature contributors or features by contributors on that site would get maybe 3,000 to 5,000 lifetime views. So in 24 hours, we got 100,000 views. I looked at some other features they had written, and that was kind of the numbers that most of those other features had was 3,000 you know, views four months after the article had posted. So I did not want to have this feature on Forbes and nobody to see it. Um, at this point, we've got over 350,000 views on it. First 24 hours was over 100,000 views. So I didn't want to have this really beautiful, awesome Forbes feature that nobody saw. So my strategy was, okay, I need to get this thing seen by everybody. How do I do that? At the time, I had a Facebook group, still do, called The Intentional Entrepreneur. It was much smaller back then. It was maybe 4,000 members or so, might have been less. And what I decided to do was to put the call out saying that I'm going to be in Forbes. I'm so excited. I'm having a launch party. If you participate and help me spread the news and share the article, you will be getting prizes and enter to win some things. So that was kind of my strategy was I'm going to leverage my existing audience, create a new Facebook group, and I'm going to make a small ask, which is to please share it within the 24 hours. So it's not like I was asking them for two weeks to help me promote this thing. It was like 24 hours only, which that's an easy ask, right? Can I share this today? Yes, I can. Now, in terms of reach, it is obviously awesome to have 100 people share your article, but if they're sharing it to their five Facebook friends, that's not necessarily going to make a huge impact. And so I was like, okay, well, what will Facebook groups, other Facebook groups? So if I post this into other Facebook groups saying it's about me, it's not really going to make as much of an impact. But if other people are posting this in Facebook groups saying, oh my gosh, have you checked this girl out? It's going to get a lot more views. So I was like, okay, well, what Facebook groups do we want? Well, we want two types. We want business groups, like the one that I had, the one that you know a lot of us were in. And we also want travel groups because the article talked about how I was living in Bali, digital nomad, all of those things. So we want two types of groups, women, business owner groups, and we want travel groups. Okay. So I put together a list of Facebook groups. I can't remember how many there were, maybe like 80 or something. Like there was a lot and people would also suggest other groups. And so what I did was in the Facebook group that we had for the launch for that 24 hours, I posted the list and people just started checking them off and they would say like, oh, I posted it in this group. Okay, cool. Checked it off. So they posted it to their profiles. They also posted in these other groups and the messaging was really just, oh my gosh, check this out. I know her. She's so cool. Something like that. So it was just going to get more of an impact with them offering that social proof as opposed to me trying to push it myself. And there were prizes. There were things. I'm pretty sure everyone got something. I can't remember what it was. And then we also kind of ranked it where if you posted and shared it X number of times, then you would kind of get ranked a little bit higher and you would get additional prizes from me. So I remember I gave away like private coaching sessions and courses and things like that. So we did a lot, but again, we got over a hundred thousand views in 24 hours. And that is how we went viral with that one. And it got picked up by so many others. So I remember um, Business Insider Deutschland. So Business Insider Germany wrote an article about me after they saw the Forbes piece um, New Zealand Herald, um, all of the UK sites, Daily Mail, things like that. So all of these other sites started picking up the article because they saw what big reach it was. And also a lot of times media companies will have kind of shared databases. So they'll see like, oh, it's going really well on this site. Let's put it on this site as well. So that is how Forbes happened. 
Now, the second one was Goalcast. So for those of you who aren't familiar, Goalcast is a Canadian-based inspirational video type company. So all they do is inspirational videos. That's the only thing that they do. Um, I mean, they might have some sort of other tiny offer that I don't know about, but that's kind of their bread and butter is just inspirational videos. So Goalcast, I met them at an event in Bali. There was this guy who was there representing Goalcast, and they were going to pick a couple of entrepreneurs to be featured in a video and they were going to pick a couple of us. And so you had to like apply or whatever, which I don't think I did, but I met the guy at one of the parties and we just struck up a conversation and then he sent me a message and he was like, I want you to be one of the videos. And I was like, okay, cool. So for that, I had to fly to um, Montreal. So I filmed it in Montreal. It was a multiple month process figuring out what's the story, what are the talking points, what's the blah, 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 blah filmed it in Montreal and it released, I don't know how much later, maybe like two months later, maybe less. I think it might've been slightly less, but not too much. I'm pretty sure I filmed that in June and it dropped in November. So a couple of months. And that video at this point, I think it has close to 20 million views. I know for a fact it's over 15 million, but I don't know the exact number. Day one, it got several million views. I couldn't tell you exactly how many. I don't know if it was five or nine, but it was a lot, probably closer to five. So it was millions and millions of views straight off the bat. And part of that is obviously Goalcast has such a big platform. So if you want to go viral, partner with a bigger platform. But obviously Goalcast had that on their end. But just because it's being published on Goalcast doesn't necessarily mean it's going to do anything for me if my community isn't seeing it, right? And what I decided to do was Let's think about the timing here. So when it dropped, I think it dropped the first or second day of my live event, the Intentional Entrepreneur Live. We had about 120, 150 people there. So on stage, I asked everyone, please share the video. So our same thing that we did with the Facebook group and with Forbes, please share the video. We launched it at IE Live. We played it on the screen, the big screen at IE Live. I asked all my clients to share. We ran ads to the video. And we also sent out a ton of emails. So there was a lot that we did doing a big push for the video. And of course, there was obviously that kind of, it, we just knew that that was going to happen because of the size of the Goalcast platform. I don't even know how many millions and millions of followers they have, but they're really, really big. So that was the second time. So I think takeaway there is obviously partner with a larger platform, um, but also that video, I talked about my childhood experiences I still to this day, every single day, get a message from someone who watched that video. And part of that is Goalcast repost it. So they might repost it like every three or four months. So they will repost it and then there will be like a fresh new wave, but it's just one of their more popular videos. So people find it every single day. Maybe they find it on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And then they message me about it. So there's this universal message within that video around childhood experiences and, you know, parent-child dynamics and things like that, that connects with people. So even if they don't care anything about my, you know, girl boss, women entrepreneur thing, they can relate to that and they connect to that and they seek me out and they message me about it. And I've even had people, you know, Forbes, I don't think we have as much of that compared to Goalcast, but I'll find people who message me saying, I first found you on Forbes. You're so inspiring, blah, blah, blah. And it's because obviously, yes, the article is inspiring, but also there's that dream within them. There's that piece of, 
I want to be traveling the world. I want to be in Bali. I want to be a digital nomad. I want to be my own business owner. So there's something within them that relates and connects to the thing that I'm sharing, whether that's in the Forbes article or Goalcast. So you really want to find the human element, I find, when it comes to virality is like, what is the thing that everyone can connect to? That doesn't mean they need to relate to it exactly, but there's some sort of human piece that they connect to. And they're like, yep, I feel that. Because I think that's what creates the sharing effect, right? You might read a really cool article, but would you go share that with your mom? Would you go share that with your best friend? Think about the things that you have shared. Why was that? So as an example, I share a ton of dog videos with my best friend, Lacey. Why? We both really love dogs. There's that human connection of we both have dogs. We're into dogs. We love dogs. We get dogs. With my dad, I share with him a lot of Star Wars memes. So my dad and I are constantly sending each other Star Wars memes. Why? Because we both love Star Wars and that's what we connect over. So what is it that feels like a very universal thing, but also something that's kind of very highly shareable that you can connect with other people and just have that mentality as you start thinking about creating viral content, which takes me into our third piece, which is a reel that I did. Now, I did not intend for this to go viral, but I think that it's worth looking at in the context of this episode. So this video, I think it had about 350,000 views after two days. And at this point, it's now got 500,000, 600,000 views, something like that. So there was a trending audio that I used with that one was the first piece. And it mocked and followed along with a trend. So if you want to go viral on social media, I would say a big piece is how can you follow the existing current trends. So you might not necessarily create a piece of content in your content bank and then share it six months later. And that's going to be the thing that goes viral. Maybe it will because the content's really great. But oftentimes when it comes to Instagram, a lot of that is also just mimicking the natural trends that are really being pushed right now. So as an example, at the end of every year, Spotify does their Spotify wrapped where it's like, here's what you listen to. Here's how many minutes. Here's, you know, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So every single December, you're going to see a lot of people posting their Spotify wrapped or making some sort of reel talking about that concept as opposed to something else. So like, here's my Spotify wrapped of how many times I thought about my ex-boyfriend. Here's my Spotify wrapped of how many guys I ghosted, right? Like that would be a funny reel that people would haha laugh relate to either because they're relating to the Spotify wrapped piece or they're relating to the kind of dating aspect of that. So it's playing with trends, whether that's trending audios, you know, the actual concept or strategy of the video, but just look at trends and keep an eye on that. And I'm not saying make your entire content strategy trends, you know, maybe plan out 80% of your content, but leave a little bit of room every week. And if there's something that inspires you, just try playing with it. It's not a guarantee it's going to take off. You never know what will take off, but you have to at least go for it. I think the other reason why that reel did really well is it was very um, authentic. Like there was not big hair and makeup done. It wasn't super, super glamorous. Sometimes those very glamorous videos do go very viral, but I think it felt very um, chill, very relatable. I think it was a naturally highly shareable topic 
within the context of my industry and of my friends and of the people who follow me. So it was a very easy thing for them to share. Likewise, with a lot of my infographics or quote graphics, a lot of those are highly shareable. So they do really, really, really well. You don't have to have 10 million views and be on the you know front page of CNN to call yourself viral. Like you can go viral within your little mini industry, within your little space. So just find things that are really shareable, that are trending, that others can relate to. I think that quote graphics and infographics are so awesome at this and just play with that. So some of the takeaways here in terms of how to go viral and what that looks like. First, I would say have a strategy. The real, there was no strategy, right? But for Goldcast and Forbes, there absolutely was a strategy. And for other times where I've been launching things in my business, like launching a course, my first uh, mastermind launch, Bali mastermind launch, that was half a million In some ways, that launch felt very viral to me because we had over 330 applications for initially 15 spots. We opened that up to 30 spots after because we sold out day one. But we had this marketing video that for the Bali Mastermind that went absolutely viral, absolutely freaking nuts. And that just completely changed the game for us. So just and that video is a very intentional, strategic choice. So just have a strategy. You might not always be able to have that with the social media post, but like shoot your best shot and keep going. But when it comes to press, when it comes to programs, when you're launching those, have a strategy. Really be thinking about what makes sense here. What's the best way to do this? And you don't have to have all those answers. Talk to your coach, ask your mentor. You can get support around that, right? You don't have to know all of the answers. The second piece is really leveraging your community. So for Goalcast, asking on stage for people to help. For Forbes, asking people in the Facebook group to help out. One thing I will say is if you're going to leverage your community, don't ask all the time and make the ask worth it. So I will sometimes see people that every single time they have a new podcast episode or every single time they have a new press feature and they're not even good press features, they are asking their audience, please share this, please share this, please share this. I almost never ask my audience to share anything. Um, I can't, I don't think I can remember the last time I asked them to share something actually. And I mean, obviously like I've got posts and I've got podcast episodes and I share them, but I'm not saying, please share this, please share this. But then if I did, I feel like there's enough kind of goodwill bought in with my audience where I deliver podcast episodes twice a week. I do um, emails three times a week. I've got my CEO confessions every Friday. I'm doing live streams in my group, you know, once a month now, like I've got all of these things that I'm doing, posting on social media, sharing my reels, doing my YouTube videos that if I was like, Hey guys, I have this article coming out for, let's say businessinsider.com. It would absolutely mean the world to me. If you would please share this with me, I'm hosting a launch party December 8th through 9th, 24 hours only. If you participate, I'm going to give you this free masterclass. It's normally $100. You get it for free. All you have to do is join the group and share. Easy, 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 easy. Sabrina doesn't ask me to share things very many times. I ask you to listen to things, check out the podcast episode, read the email, but I'm not asking you to do something for me, right? So because of that, there's it's easier to leverage my community. So just be strategic about that, like leverage your community, but don't ask all the time. And for me, I think Forbes was definitely a big ask, but I also think that there was so much goodwill. I was doing one to two live streams a week free in my group at that point that I was like, yeah, I'll do that for you. And then of course, the other big takeaway here that I think is key is that the first 24 hours matter the most. 
Reels and social media, it's a little bit different just because things could pick up weeks later. Historically, that was not the case. Historically, it was within like the first 30 minutes to an hour that really determined the success of a social post. Not the case anymore. But when it comes to press, first 24 hours, absolutely. So if I was posting something on social media and I wanted that to really blow up, I would still focus on the first 24 hours. But just don't be surprised if weeks or months later it really blows up and does super well. So I hope that these tips were helpful for you. This was a fun trip down memory lane. And last words of wisdom. Going viral is awesome. Having done it several times myself, including another time back when I was in college that I didn't you know, mention here just because it's not related to work or entrepreneurship or anything like that. But as someone who has done it several times, and I'm sure we'll do it many more, Going viral is awesome, but that does not necessarily mean that you're a good business owner, a bad business owner, you're going to make a million more sales. It just means that you went viral. And then the next piece that you want to be thinking about is how can I leverage that attention and turn that into sales? But just because people are looking doesn't mean they're going to buy from you. So don't put all of your hopes and dreams ever on going viral. Just be strategic about attracting that attention and then leveraging that. So I remember when I was in Forbes, I built a website and I had an opt-in on the front homepage of the website to make sure I could collect all those emails. And then after they opted in, it automatically redirected them to my Facebook group. So I was very strategic about leveraging that attention, putting it somewhere, and then selling them something. So four weeks later, three weeks later, I had a group program launch. I think it was really low cost, like $200 to $400 each. We made $72,000. So just be strategic about it. Don't put all your hopes and dreams on it. There are plenty of people out there who have gone viral who don't have a penny to their name for their business. So have fun with this, but just remember you've got to take it one step further. I hope that this was helpful for you and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. We release new episodes each and every week. So make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you're a woman entrepreneur and you want to work with me to scale your business to six, seven, or even eight figures, send me a message because I'm currently accepting new clients. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next week.